it going? It's Mother's Day. We didn't plan this. We totally did. <laughs> but here we are. Yep. Hello. Here On we a are. Happy celebration of the birth givers. The life givers. The, the nurturers. Life givers and the ones that give life. Also the ones that nurture mm-hmm. life. <laughs> Y'all too. Because <laughs> you know you don't you don't got a birth to be a mama sometimes. There there be some some folks out there that just kind of bring, like you said, nurture, bring, bring people up, you know, teach yes. them. Yes. Everybody got they fake mama, they person that they call, they be like, hey, that's my mom over there, even though that's not right. your your mom, that's you. We yes. talking about you too. We talking about you too. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to you all. I'm Cher. I'm Jalen. And we are Ships, Ships and Giggles. <laughs> One day you're, we're not going to giggle. We're going to try to be like real serious right there. That would... <clears throat> Ships and Giggles. Just Ships and Giggles. <laughs> I couldn't do it. You wouldn't even be convinced that you giggle here. The, the title is what, what would be the point? Relationship and Giggles. And today it's Mamas. Mamas. Babies, Mamas, and Mamas, Mamas. <laughs> really? <laughs> Your baby's mama's mama's. Your baby's mama's mama's. <laughs> what song was that again? You too. That's Outcast. That was Outcast. Okay. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. <laughs> we kind of in a singing mood today. Right. <laughs> Just singing. Singing. Mommy, how have you been enjoying your Mother's Day today? Totally enjoy my Mother's Day all the time. Plus, my mother's days just go on. It's like 365 mother's days a year for me. Blessed. Capital B. I'm glad you know. Yeah. Sometimes you be pretending like you don't know how much you loved. (laughs) You be pretending. Sometimes y'all be forgetting. Okay. Y'all be forgetting. Be forgetting. Yes. All that nourishment y'all got from me. Ma, I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> okay, I won't say anything <laughs> about breast milk this time. Yeah, as you just anyway, <laughs> I won't. But we're celebrating you, mamas, today. Um, we want to talk about what mothers mean to us and lots of other people out there. I'm sure you all have your own opinion. So starting it off, I'm just gonna say like and subscribe and comment and. Let us know how you feel about moms, what your mom means to you, yeah. um, what being a mother means to you. Yeah, because we got, there's at least, at least 7 billion different opinions out there, probably. Uh, times 10, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You can also kind of rate us so we can be found on Apple Music. We appreciate all of that. But um, only if you like us. Nah, play. You can rate us if you don't like us, too. <laughs> Yeah, help us grow. Help us grow. No judgment. We won't call you out or say nothing crazy about you. No. We love we love the peoples. We love everybody. Yes. So tell me. Tell you. I ain't no mom. Huh? What your mama means. What, what to I you? got to tell you. What what does being a mother mean to you? Like how do you from see a mothers? from a uh man's perspective? Yeah. I guess. Um, I will say that probably my best, I mean, this, this is going to seem a little biased, obviously, but no, (laughs) my best example (laughs) of what a mother is, is you. And I can say that because I've, I've compared you to other moms that I've ran into throughout life either my either moms of my friends or you know just anybody's mom period and you didn't run into them did you no not with my car oh okay just like just like throughout life I'm like don't do that yeah (laughs) I taught you better than that I I don't run nobody over I don't even run over squirrels (laughs) oh they win you're going to be into a tree one day. You better make a choice. Me or you, squirrel. Well, I haven't I haven't had to make that choice. I'm usually pretty good about uh, breaking. Anyway, yeah, whatever. I took you there. 
You just <laughs> don't be insulting my love of animals anyway. <laughs> just I I've just noticed a pattern where I feel like one of the most valuable things that a mother can do is put her kids first. And now that sounds like obvious, right? But it's not it's not as obvious as you would think because I've I've seen how some I don't want to say just moms because dads be doing it too where they they make decisions or they carry on with life like their kids are an afterthought. And I feel like one of the base foundations of being any kind of parent is how is this going to affect my kids? Right. And that's that's what I feel like moms embrace that more because that's just what y'all were built to do. I feel like I feel I'm pretty sure that God just made y'all for that to be your number one is what's up with my kids. So it's strange to me when whenever I do see moms that don't embrace that, because I'm like, that's not what that's supposed to be. Right. Like, that's wrong. Right. Like, there's no way. <laughs> right. I think um, putting you first is what I did in the earlier parts of motherhood. Now I realize that I almost depleted myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's giving you guys are still like half uh-huh. instead of first. <laughs> You're like after. We got to put that in line. Like okay, now I have to feel from the overflow. I but said it, yes. I might have putting said that, my children. Might have said that weird. <laughs> or no, said it, wrong. it was it was just right because because um outside of myself, yes. Mm-hmm. Outside of yourself as a mom, you look at your children because you're responsible for them. Well, most mothers, I don't want to say <laughs> everybody does because everybody doesn't really take parenting very seriously. From what I can tell, it is actually hard for me to be around. That's very subjective, too, though, because like do some that. people do. Some people feel like they're doing the best they can, you know, and sometimes it is. Well, everybody is doing the best that they can. You will hope <laughs> you that hope. they're questioning, okay, is this the very best that I can do to provide for my children? And if you are asking that question, you probably are. Yeah. You probably are doing the best you if can. If you're worried about it, then you probably are doing the best. If you're not worried about it and you just assume. That you're just the greatest thing. Right. <laughs> you're just you, the greatest mom that hit this earth. You need to question. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are so many that think because they keep them alive, that's enough. Just food and shelter. You haven't killed them yet because of something (laughs) they did, you know. But they need so much more because, like, our children are going to be adults. And looking at what they do and the patterns they have as children, if, um, if you're... If you realize that they're shaping their personality, well, they're shaping their personality, but some of... What their personality is ultimately going to be has to do with you. You're, you're a very strong catalyst. Yeah, you're to what making they the will deposit. Be. Very strong. Yes. So, like, when people call their children all kind of names when they're small and call them all kind of names when they're adults and everything, like, you're even responsible for the, the labels that you've put on them. You know, so... We have to be careful. We're supposed to be the emotional backbone of the family. Like dads do all that roughhousing <laughs> with the kids and teaching them how to be tough and fix things and sports. And mamas do that too. We also help them when they fail. You know, we're very supportive when you scrape your knee. Mommy's got the boo boo. She got the magic lips that yeah, cause kiss I, everything away. Because I, I look at I look <laughs> at my kid and be like, "You all right? All right." <laughs> But that's what's in y'all. You know, as long as you're good, I'm good. You can keep going. But, you know, according to my wife, you know, once my daughter comes, I'm just going to be a big old melted pot of ice cream somewhere. You are. You are. (laughs) Be like, did you stub your toe? Give me your toe. Give me your whole leg. Let daddy fix it. (laughs) Let me buy you something for that. You need a doll. (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> but mamas are life givers. We have to understand how much power we have. Like you can grow a human in your body. No man can do that. I don't even care. We we ain't built for that. No. We ain't built for that. No. And you actually have the ability, even though we all don't want the luxury of being able to feel the pain to bring that child to the world, to, to breathe that first breath of air. Like, that's all you, mommy. We do that. Like. And you recover. We recover. And you can do it without meds. But, you know, not everybody loves that honor and luxury to be able to do that because they did it back in the day without it plenty of times. Man, hey, I'm staying out of that because... That was always my goal with y'all. I, I ain't trying I ain't to... want that mess. I don't want no drunk kids. I got to hear you scream when I don't, you come out. I don't, <laughs> I don't never want to be on that one. Whatever, whatever y'all decide to do, that's you. <laughs> yeah. And whatever they decide, no judgment because not everybody wants to. I mean, if you don't have to feel pain, you're not going to choose to. I don't know. For me personally, it was about you being as sober, me being as conscious as I could be to let it all happen the way like my body knows what to do. So I'm going to see what my body can do. And it's not, I'm not going to get more pain than my body can withstand. So I trusted. I trusted God. I trusted my body. I wanted to hear my kids be as alert screaming lungs just beautiful (laughs) fat and pink and whatever colors they were gonna be when they came out i just wanted red all of that (laughs) and i wanted to be awake so that i knew and i didn't want to be too tired to to be the first person to give them all the attention you know so that's just me as a mom and i'm still like that i want all the attention when they're around me (laughs) yes yeah, she is. But it's okay, cause all the hugs. I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't care how old y'all get. I don't care. My lap is still. I'm gonna clear my lap for y'all. <laughs> grandbabies, unless the grandbabies are around. When Madison here, you can't sit on my lap. All right, that's, that's fine. her lap. Speaking speaking of my my almost here, I am I am interested to see like how. How Jesse changes because I've obviously I've been with y'all for most of my life, about ninety nine point nine 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 percent of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've seen I've just like just from me being little, I can still remember how how you were back then and how you've changed over the years, right? And I feel like it's almost mandatory like it's only like you can't be the same person once you're a mom like mm-hmm. it it doesn't seem like it anyway it seems like you gotta make effort to be the same person once you have a kid <laughs> i think so i think because when when i became a mother it was like oh my goodness i am responsible for this person to like become somebody that he's going to have visions and he's going to have dreams and he's going to want things and he's going to need things. And here I am bringing him here. So I'm responsible for that. You know, you've been given that privilege to like somebody can call you mommy and your body responded to like life, you know, so it was the scariest being a mom for the first time is the scariest thing. I never doubted myself so much. Like, am I going to be able to keep this kid alive? Man, you should hear your dad going daughter-in-law. <laughs> like when I, well, we'd be talking about some stuff sometimes because she's doing a lot of reading. She's doing a mm-hmm. lot of research. She's very, she's very active in her preparation for being a mom, which has been really cool to right. see. That is. But it's also been ridiculous to me how she's like, I don't know about this and I'm not sure about this and what if I don't? And I'm like, hey, just just wait till she get here. (laughs) Like, just wait till she get here. You're not going to know how ready you are till they're here. You're not going to be ready. (laughs) The, the 
the best thing she can do is get those little foundational tools and, and notes and stuff like that. And then when she has the baby, she could just throw them away. <laughs> because that baby is not going to be anything like the textbooks. <laughs> the only thing you were textbook was your your weight and your inches. You were like the typical in the book, 7.1 pound, 19 inch baby, all average. All right. right? Nice, nice. So, and yes, I do remember that. And he's almost 28 years old, by the way. Ooh, don't say that number. I will never forget anything about the birth of that baby right there. <laughs> or any of his smiles or any of his. The way he used to eat and fall asleep because no. he himself out. I have like so many pictures of you in the high chair falling asleep <laughs> or pottying or, you know, we take pictures of every little thing the first child does. All of that stuff. Thousands and thousands of pictures. Then when you get to the second child, you take way less pictures. And I, I want to say something about that, too, because me and you had talked about that recently mm-hmm. and- like what another valuable thing I feel I feel like about moms is how much y'all value memories. Yes. Like I I don't know what's up. I know there's some dudes out there that probably take a lot of pictures, but most of the ones that I've ran into and me personally, I'm just not a picture taking person. Like I love looking at pictures and being like, oh yeah, I remember that, but I'm not the one taking them. It's always y'all. Yes. Like y'all are the ones that are taking all the first step pictures and the the first time we went to the amusement park or the 80th time we went to the amusement park. That's right. <laughs> like every 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 moment with family matters so much to y'all that y'all never want to forget it and y'all got to capture the moment. And I wish I remembered to do that more. I feel like that's the thing that a lot of dads wish that they remembered to do more was mm. was te- like we have the technology now to actually remember stuff forever if we wanted to right like we need to take we need to take that opportunity <laughs> you know i was sitting here while you're saying that thinking of two movies that um make me think about memory like the notebook mm. and the family that prays by tyler perry like you're going to, there's a possibility. Nobody knows if you're going to have Alzheimer's or something like that. And you won't be able to remember. Or right now, my grandma is losing hers because she's dealing with dementia and stuff like that. So you always pray every time that you call that she remembers you. She remembered me today, (laughs) by the way. But like, um, You always pray that they remember. I think if you have photos in your hand, because now we put them in our phone and they just go to the cloud and And we don't even know nothing about them. But like, we're going to also have a guest on in a couple weeks talking about that, how important memories are, photos are. Like we need to invest. That's an investment in your memory, in your family, in your legacy. Because there are people that are coming later in your family that need to see how happy they need to see those moments that they that happen in their family that maybe they missed because they weren't here yet. Yeah. So pictures are fun. We're gonna have a photographer. And the cloud be losing stuff sometimes. You can't you can't trust don't it. Don't even talk about it. Fourteen thousand <laughs> pictures you can't are trust somewhere. It. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> Why did you bring that up? <laughs> because I am still looking for those pictures. Like so many vacations of mine have disappeared into cloud air. Into cloud somewhere. Somewhere. I got to talk to them people about that. But anyway, memories are so important because like we need them. We don't know when we're going to fit forget. And sometimes we can't remember. You want to remember. I feel like y'all remember everything now. About my children, yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like like moms they just be remembering everything about yes. everything having to do with their kids. That's right. <laughs> what kind of diapers you use? They take you all the way back. I talked to one of my clients that just had a baby, and it was like I just went back like I just had my baby too. Let me tell you. Well, this happened with mine, and this happened. You just do that. It's it's 
you can't forget. And that's why I never wanted to be numb in any kind of way. I wanted to remember every single moment of what happened to get this person into the world. So like, I don't want to be drugged. I don't want to be sleepy. I don't want to be anything. I'm not screaming because I don't want to take away, you know, the fact that life is coming. Like I have a job to do. So I wasn't the one screaming in there to give me drugs and do all that. It's like, okay, tell me what to do to get this baby out. I'm ready. (laughs) Get it out. Let me work with my body. Tell me what to do. We gonna do this. (laughs) Mommy, what you what you got for the for the single moms out there? Or the moms that feel like they're doing it single? What you got for them? Cause I feel like I've I've known a couple of moms that uh that actually go through single motherhood that are my age too, which is the crazy thing. Like I feel like it's mostly moms that are around my age that are going through single motherhood and we're like people in our in our twenties, like we still trying to figure out what we gonna do for the rest of our lives. Right. And then we have to navigate, you know, raising kids alone. Yeah. And that bring that's like a diff I feel like it's a totally different challenge between single fatherhood and single motherhood. But I don't know, it seems it seems like it's a more more of a sensitive thing when it's talked about about single mo- single motherhood because I feel like it's it's more prevalent. Right. And it's hard it's harder on the kids too because don't nobody like to say they mama struggling. Mm-hmm. Like that's that just that just hit a whole different way. Like nobody wanna see any parent struggle but with I don't know, when it's your mom you just like man like is it my fault that she's struggling? <laughs> right. Is it is it me? Like, so, I guess to be more specific, like, what would you what would you have for them to say that the way that they're doing it is just as honorable as anybody else? Because I feel like a lot of single mothers feel like they're either doing it wrong or they they made too many mistakes and that's why they're single and having to raise these kids alone and stuff but well, yeah like what like what could you say to them to bring them up um i would say that you are doing the best you can that i would not blame or fault anyone for the situation that you're in Um, I believe that we should know that whatever situation we're in, it's seasonal and it's for a reason. So if we sit around and squander it by beating ourselves up or taking out our emotions on the father with the children, like it's non-productive. So something that we always need to do is keep our reason why we want these children to be great ahead of us. So the first thing you do is take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. And um, if you're not full and you're not happy and you're not healed, that's not what you're going to pass on to your children. So you want to be healed. You want to be healthy. You want to be whole. You want to get yourself together while you're feeding your babies and doing what you need to do to have them function. So you always want to um, keep in tune with your children, asking them how you're doing, because, um, sometimes we could want to be a little selfish, which that's not bad. At the same time, we're great multitaskers. So at the time you're doing your little selfish thing, take your hour, take your time to go get your bath and lock yourself away from children, but do not forget that they are still yours. They still need from you. So we have to fill up our cups and get away. But also, you know, we're accountable to our children and they see everything. So I think transparency is huge. Letting them know, hey, mommy's not feeling good today. I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of you. But if I can have some time, you know, mm-hmm. to to just replenish I like, I like myself, that. you know, I like that. I feel like I feel like that dynamic needs to be more honest because you're doing you're doing yourself and your kids no favors 
if you're pretending like nothing is affecting you. Right. Like, oh, me doing this by myself, it's about the same as if I would have been doing it with somebody else. Like, right. It it does matter, and they are gonna see it. Mm-hmm. So there has there has to be a lot of honesty between you and your kids. I feel like yes, there really should be. And it's it's and that's that's probably gonna cause your kids to grow up a little bit faster. But they they're gonna have to because they're gonna mm-hmm. have to they're gonna have to grow up twice as fast because they only have half the parents. <laughs> and and you know what? They're gonna want to. Because you've been honest with them. If if you sit up there and you let your children think that you're this superwoman and that cape is all wrapped around your neck and their neck and your cousin's neck and everything, but then you're in the bathroom crying and screaming on the floor every night because you just can't take it anymore, it's because you haven't been honest with yourself, first of all. And then you don't feel like your children should know that you aren't the strongest person in the world every single day, every single moment. Like they're thinking you're okay. So guess what? They don't have to behave because you're okay whether they behave or not. They don't have to do their homework because you're Miss Strong Lady, whether they do it or not. Let them know that it helps you to have peace for them to do their part in the house. They have a part to play Mm -hmm. like I think I think letting y'all know even when I didn't feel well or when things are good when things are not so good I may not have told you specifics but you knew that I was was about to say everything you say right now carries over into just any kind of all relationships all all mother situations like even if mommy and daddy are there like sometimes mommy and daddy get tired yes and (laughs) It's it's okay to be honest with your kids. Because think about also if they did that feeling of superwoman and you never seen her cry and you never saw her struggle and you never saw her be human. What do you think when they grow up and they fail? What are they going to feel like? Because this never happened with mommy. Mm. You know, I have to be perfect like my mother was. Mm -hmm. You know? And so you cause children to feel broken when they get to adulthood because they feel like, man, I don't measure up to this superwoman that she was. She never said a curse word. I never heard her raise her voice. I never did. You know what I'm saying? You have to be all of the human that you are for your children to see that you have fallen, but you got you picked back up. You have said a curse word because you just had to get it out. Sometimes some curse words help you get through a situation and you apologize to your child for the disrespect. Well, I do. Um, some people don't, but I, yeah, man. I'm, really good. <laughs> I'm real good at apologizing for my children to fall in short on my parenting. And I know when I do it. So I do go back to them and apologize after I give myself a moment to come <laughs> to the realization that I'm human. Why, why I'm acting like it's not okay for things to happen. But I do apologize when I'm wrong, when I say something out of whack for my children, because I don't want them to think that I'm above them. So they don't deserve apologies or respect because they do to a certain extent. They're not my friends, but they are growing adults. So if if they can't get from the person who holds them closest to them, if they can't get respect and honesty, like. How are they supposed to learn respect, too? Yeah. Like that's that 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 was a very powerful thing for me when when like y'all would do anything because I I would never think in my head that y'all did anything wrong because I always thought it was never my place to think that y'all did anything wrong because I'm the kid. So whenever y'all would come to us and say that you did something wrong or that you could have had a different approach to something, right. I was I would just be like. Wow, like she didn't she had to do that. Like I'm I'm just the kid. Like I'm supposed to just do what she says cuz it's mom and I had to just be all right with it. But mm. it was it was very awesome and it just taught me so much about how there there is no there is no prerequisite to respect. It's just are you another person? 
you deserve respect then okay. like are are we both people like you should you should respect people just for the fact that they are people not because they're your boss or not because they're your mama or your daddy or they're 20 years older than you it's just if you are another person who has your own feelings and your own dreams and your own rights, you deserve respect. And I learned that from the way that you approached that, because I would have never said that you did anything wrong. <laughs> I would have I never even tried that. I would have never been like, you know what, Ma? The way that you yelled at me earlier about me not doing this, I, right. I just don't think that that was correct. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I just never that would have been one of them go upside your head <laughs> situations. Yeah, there is no way that I would have tried to pull that bull by the horse. I think I didn't start really apologizing and being honest for the kind of parenting I did as a young mom until I realized that I wasn't holding myself accountable, like for learning and having the right tools. So the more I learned about effective parenting, like effective communication, like how you can get things across to your children without screaming on them and pulling their arms out the socket and throwing them against walls. And you're just feeling like you have to stand over them and talk down to them. Like all of those things, as a parent, you feeling power and discipline but you're also teaching something. So it's it's a dialogue situation. It's a it's a two-way street mm-hmm. at that point. So you have to remember the responder. Like what do you want them to get out of what you're saying to them? That you're the big tough person and you're not trying to teach them anything. Yes, my kids got spankings. They also, well, after I learned because Jalen was my my test dummy child, so I did do a lot of screaming in the very early days until I realized how much I hated it. How much I hated how I felt when I walked away from him and how he must have felt. Like, you're just a big bully. You're not even telling me what I did wrong and correcting my behavior, giving me an opportunity to correct my behavior. So I just tried to learn different ways. I mean, he had to write Ephesians 6 and 1, right? A whole lot. (laughs) Because I wanted him to realize that God gifts you when you don't disrespect your parents. So learn what Ephesians 6 and 1 is and throw it on your babies every once in a while. (laughs) Nobody wants to be told that they're going to lose some days out of their life if they disrespect their parents. (laughs) Okay? So that was something. And just like sandwiching the conversation like okay let's see this is what you did wrong what could you have done better how could we have changed the outcome of this because like nobody wants to yell nobody wants to take your things from you like you need to learn how to govern yourself like you do we have to learn self-control and that starts when they're small and the the first thing you're going to do is yell at them and scream and take all this stuff away from them slam the door and put them in bed what did they learn that if they do something that you think is wrong you are going to punish them but then not teach them mm-hmm. what's a better choice or l- allow them to make a choice our our youngest when he gets in trouble, he like creates his own punishment sometimes. <laughs> we'll tell him, okay, well, what should we do? What uh, should we uh-huh. do? And he's like, you take my phone. There was that one time and he had 30 days with no phone. He almost cracked up, <laughs> but he made it through the 30 days. The boy survived the whole thing. But like he makes those choices sometimes. He comes back and he apologizes. He He corrects us or in a way to remind us that he is a human being and his choice may not have been correct, but he is a human and he's allowed to make mistakes. Like when he does that, my mind is always blown because I'm like, he's 14 and he's reminding me like that his opinion matters. And that's incredible. Like that started from when he was a child that... All of them were allowed to say, if we tell, if we say do the dishes 
and you don't want to, you can say you don't want to. Okay, did you get that out? Now go do the dishes. (laughs) You know, because if you keep on telling them what to do and not allowing them to express themselves, they become the school shooters. They become the people who have all this pent up aggression because nobody allowed them to be who they are. And now the way they express themselves could be through violence. Or they just or they just become the person who doesn't let somebody else be who they are. Yeah. It and, just, then, and then it's just an endless the legacy endless cycle. Down. <laughs> so like, no, you don't have an opinion. You're a kid. That's not true. They're gonna be a human one day. So you allow them to practice now. You allow them to practice choices now. Like you can guide children. That's what parenting is about. It's guidance. Like we're not the boss of you, but we're going to guide you. Mm. And when you do wrong, you know, whatever discipline is administered is up to the parent and none of it is wrong. Well, I can't say none of it is wrong, but it's whatever it is. (laughs) I don't want to judge anybody's the way that they take care of their children. As long as they're taken care of. Take care is the, <laughs> the prominent. Those are the words. <laughs> take care. Take care. Are you are you raising a broken person? Now some you're going to force somebody to have to raise a broken person. And you need to remember that when somebody made a baby with you and y'all are not together, were you trying to be with a broken person or they was trying to be with your broken self? Like where there's a bo- bunch of broken adults out here trying to do relationship that are not healing. And, yes. we, and we learn how to do relationship from mamas, Our mamas and daddies. Yeah. It comes from what we saw, you know? And I was sitting here thinking, and I part of part of what I was thinking right now is what I was telling you earlier that you did. But to to add on to something you asked me way earlier in this, mm-hmm. I feel like another another great thing about moms is uh, I would say that dads are the ones that want to impart things on their children. Like they want to, they want to teach them something. They want to teach them how to do this new thing. Mm-hmm. They want to, they want to help them grab on to this new skill or this new way of thinking right. mm-hmm. or something like that. Like they want, like we want to give our kids something. And then I feel like the great thing about moms is that y'all help us grow things. Like right. help us grow certain parts of our personalities, help us grow in our passion for things and for people. And that's that's the main word is growth that I feel like I feel when I think of a mom is they help their children grow like whatever they have in them they help that thing grow right kind of bring it out and that's Mm -hmm. that's important to realize because the depending on how you do it you could potentially be helping the wrong thing grow Mm -hmm. if you're if you're not watering the right parts of that child there could be things about them that can grow into something that you would have never wanted for them Right. And and then you look back at them and then you think, well, there's no way that they learned that from me. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's important to do intentional parenting. Like think before you speak to your child. I'm so, I was very protective in a way. And I still am with the youngest one, especially because he's our rebel. And if you go tell him go left, he going right just to find out why he can't go right. So with him, like, it has to be intentional. What I say, I know that I have to really think about how I put those words together because he's going to be like, wait a minute, why are you saying this? This is something that can break him because he is a little bit more sensitive to words. You can't just say anything to people, to Mm -hmm. people, period. You have to actually think about and be intentional about what you want to say and how you want them to receive what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can say stuff like a lot of times I can come off a little aggressive because 
Um, you can take the girl out of New York, but you can't always <laughs> take the New York out of the girl. So sometimes I come a little like boom, just however uh-huh. it comes in my head, it just comes out of my mouth. Yeah, it's where I'm from. So sometimes you know it comes that way, but I have to remember that it can't always be my delivery has to be intentional. I'll just yeah. say that. That's that's <laughs> very that is very true. And you know, I was sitting there thinking too while you're saying that, like. I feel like us us kids when we when we hear anything from our parents, I feel like we're pre-wired to take certain things that they say dif- in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like if mommy says "I love you" and stuff, it's like yeah, you know, of course mommy loved me. Mm-hmm. It's mommy, but I know a lot of people that are like, when I heard my dad said "I love you," I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that must be for real. Like, because he said, I love you. And the opposite could be true, too. Like, dads, when we, we, I'm over here saying we, like, I already got a kid or something. Well, you are. (laughs) You are a dad. Uh, She, she not here yet. But, um, I'll say that if, if we're saying something to our kids that could sound mean, I feel like we would i feel like they wouldn't take it as personally because oh dad's the one who when he says something like that like he's joking around like if he calling me a big head and a loser and stuff like he's not being for real but if mom says something like that you're you probably would step back a little bit and be like is that true like right. am, am i a loser like yeah. Is is my head big? Like, am am I a failure? Like, and then if she arguing with daddy all the time, and she say you just like your father, what is that supposed to? Sit in your head like <laughs> she don't like my daddy. So does she not like me? You know, you we don't even think when we're just running off at the mouth with our parenting or doing whatever we feel like doing at the time with our emotions. Like, mommy's making break babies yeah yes that mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like we are the ones that create your first boundaries no don't touch that you know when you hear no from mommy like you're being shaped how am i going to receive no as an adult too like that whole time is she saying no to protect me mommy only says no because she's protecting you you know, then you know that when you hear no from other people, it's like, okay, well, that means it's just not for me, you know, but if you hear no and it's aggressive and you just can't ever do nothing, then when you get older and you finally get out the house, you're going to do everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember they used to say that the pastor's kid was the worst child. Oh, man. <laughs> once because they once they get out the house. They get out that house and they wild out. <laughs> <laughs> But you have to realize, well, I realized as a mom, the boundaries that we put, because I wasn't really good at saying no a lot, because when y'all dad was gone, it was like I had to be mom and mom plus, because I don't want to say mom and dad, because I never stepped into those shoes. But like mom and mom plus. (laughs) Yeah, it was like (laughs) they only got one parent here. There's so there's so many battles you gotta fight already. I'm a I'ma just yes I'ma just let this one. Let's do that. (laughs) I'ma let this battle go. (laughs) Yeah. But those but boundaries make children better. Boundaries are actually something they desire. You put boundaries on a child, they know that you're doing it for protection. They know that you're doing it because you love them. If you put no boundaries on them, you have all these entitled children that feel like they're supposed to ask for something now and you're supposed to run out and get it. You tired because there ain't no boundaries on that baby. You've always said yes. You've always allowed them to have whatever it was they wanted because you felt guilty about this because you felt shameful because you're in this situation as a single parent or whatever. Like, no, it's a real word. And then they're going to be all confused when they get out there yeah. because the the world loves saying no. Man, listen. The world loves no. You're going to get 10,000 no's <laughs> to your one yes. That's what we tell Jamari as his, him getting into his acting and modeling career. You're going to get 
tons of no's before you get your yes. But you don't quit. You don't stop. You don't doubt yourself. You don't feel for a minute that you're not enough. That's just not yours because you're always going to get what's for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Whatever is yours is for you. If that was a no or that was a not yet, that's not yours. Accept it. Push forward. Keep on doing you. You know, and that's what the mamas teach. And that's what we should be encouraging our children not to quit just because they hear a no. We got too many adults that do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what else? Well, mama. Mama's are some forgiving folks. Yeah. We are some <laughs> forgiving folks. Y'all kids drive us crazy. Whatever. And we forget y'all move on. So y'all adult people, y'all need to be forgiving your parents. Yeah. You need to be forgiving your parents for not having the tools to correctly parent you. There's a lot of us out there that didn't have them. There's beyond older than me parents, older than my generation, but... You feel like they could have done a better job, um, forgive them. And they did what they could. They did the best they could. Yeah. They felt like it was enough at the time because that's what they knew. Yeah, that's right. We talking about y'all that scoffing at Mother's Day being like, who got a mama? Not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because there's some out there that really don't have their moms right yeah. now. Yeah, who, who are not here. Yes. So even though... It might have not been always great or ever great, really, between you and your mom. Yeah, you had one. Yep. Do your forgiving. You might need to put boundaries up to protect your emotions and love yourself and um, continue to build. But um, forgive them and leave it where it is. You know, when you stand before God, you're going to have to account for your parents, too. Don't do your parents crazy. <laughs> Ephesians 6 and 1. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, do you like the fact that um, the moms are the ears and eyes and we see everything and hear everything, right? Do you remember where you would be all the way in your room somewhere? And I just had a discussion about something you didn't do and I'm walking all the way away and I heard what you said. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't recall. I'm going to. Yeah, pre- okay. And oh my goodness, that used to be so ridiculous. I'm like. How she know? <laughs> because I feel like I'm pretty discreet. <laughs> yeah, you and Yanni were the best at that mumbling thing. That that no, Yanni was the mumble king. But I still knew what he said. I still knew. Be like what? <laughs> what you say? <laughs> what was that? But I was giving y'all the chance to express yourself to see where I had to go, what direction we were gonna go in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Got to administer that discipline, but you we fun. want you to be a part of it. You funny. <laughs> Am I going to have to snatch your Xbox? I like, like how you had to talk some junk right there. <laughs> that, was, that was just unnecessary. <laughs> okay, so what was your least favorite punishment that you got from me? My least favorite punishment? You know what it was? Now that I'm digging in the in the recesses of my memories, mm-hmm. it was I don't know why I can't remember why the what the purpose was behind the punishment, but I just remember it was like the middle of the day, and it was like it was like a weekend day, and all of my friends were outside, and they were at the laundromat playing Yu Gi Oh. And I wanted to go play with them. And there was I, there was something I did or didn't do. And you were like, no, you can't go outside because something. And you got to stay inside all day. And then you had the nerve to, to leave for the rest of the day, too. So <laughs> so then not only did I not only could I not go out with my friends because you said so. But then I had to sit up in there with integrity and mm-hmm. be like. Do I just go outside anyway because she's not here? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was perfect example, right? <laughs> that was a perfect example of you getting an opportunity to govern yourself. 
Mm -hmm. Right? To discipline yourself. So as an adult, you know how to discipline yourself, right? I was annoyed though. Yeah, because yeah, then I had to hear like the next day, everybody being like, oh yeah, this happened and this, and we laughed at this and this. Before. I'm just like, mm -hmm. <sighs> but if they ever went back <laughs> to the laundromat to play Yu-Gi-Oh again, I bet you wouldn't do no crazy stuff that'll keep you from going. Whatever. Right? Uh, two of my favorite. But favorite. Yeah, because they were effective disciplines was the nothing that plugged into the wall. No electricity. Oh. Nothing that plugged into the wall. You couldn't touch it. So that meant my refrigerator too. Yeah. Right? Remember that? No. You would have to ask us to get yep. stuff out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That was one. That was a really effective one. We could get you whatever needed to be done would get done. That's that's where my love of mm -hmm. Pop-Tarts grew. Yeah. Because I could get Pop-Tarts out oh, of the pantry. <laughs> and then the other one would have to be when you thought that slamming doors was a thing. Mm -hmm. And the door would get unscrewed and you wouldn't have a door to slam. Uh -oh. That happened a couple times only. You stopped doing it after that. I didn't think I was a door slammer. Yeah. Just a few times. It only took you a few to realize that doors don't get slammed in a house you don't pay for. <laughs> yep. It didn't take long at all. Uh... I remember that time we took everything out your room but books. Yeah. And then I ended up reading some of yeah, them. Yeah. You had some favorite tea. It was productive. It was good for I you. I ain't finished any of them. But mm. I read them. You read books. <laughs> and you love books. I, finished, but, I told you I finished one book from beginning to end. And that was it. Yeah, I know. Just one. I, I've either skipped chapters or read the back. Or... <laughs> Don't tell me you did that through school. That's not good. So we'll wrap this up on the other side. We'll flip it. I did. What was your favorite <laughs> moment of love instead of punishment? <laughs> hmm, I already told you two of them today. Yes, those are the ones that made me cry. We don't need to know that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess since you brought it up, now I got to say at least one. I'll say I'll say the one that uh that might not make you cry again, maybe. They all make <laughs> me cry. <laughs> but uh I was I was it was probably about two two or three days before I was about to ask my wife to marry me. And I had told nobody that I was gonna do it. Not even you. Up to that mm -hmm. point, anyway. And I just randomly told you one day, I was like, Ma, I need you to take me to the jewelry store. And you mm -hmm. was like, why? Like, because I need to get something. And you took me there, and I came back with my thing, and then you said, now I got to see it, whatever it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you saw it was that engagement ring, and you was like, you about to ask Jesse to marry you, huh? I was like, mm-hmm. And you the first person to find out now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh you you've always been the kind of person to always make sure that we sure. Like when we wanna do something, anytime me or my brothers wanna do anything, you're like, Are you sure? Like, let's talk let's talk about it. Let's let's break it down. Let me be sure that you know what you want to do. And that's something I've always appreciated because I've taken that with me into a lot of different parts of my life. Because are you sure it doesn't have to mean you're being doubtful. It's just you're thinking about the ins and outs and making sure it's something that's going to be good for you. So I appreciate that. But this time was one of the first significant times where you were just like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. And you were just, you, I, you, you had given me a pretty decently long speech, but it was nothing that was a question. 
You didn't you didn't have a single question for me. You didn't ask me anything. You just told me that you loved me and you supported me and that you support my decision. You know that I know what I want and you knew that she loves me and stuff. And you was you was all on the team. And I was just like, wow. Like, that's awesome. Cause if if mom don't got no question for me, that means that I'm I must be making the right decision or something. If she if she don't got nothing to say. <laughs> Dang, you said it like that. She don't have nothing to say. Like she always got something to say. You you know why I pretexted. Okay, pretext. You know why I had to pretext because I knew you was gonna say something crazy. but yeah i i knew that was um it was time it had almost been 10 10 years yeah (laughs) into being together i mean you don't buy the cow soon you're not gonna ever get the milk right (laughs) women don't wait that long for somebody to ask them to marry them she so (laughs) she she was a keeper is a keeper She's kept. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that. But that but that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite memories of you loving on me because I was already feeling some doubt about it. Not like doubt about wanting to marry her, but just doubt about am I ready to be married? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going honestly wasn't going to be ready <laughs> if you did have questions for me cuz then I probably would have doubted myself even more and I might not have even did it when I did it mm-hmm. but the fact that you had nothing but words of encouragement and support for it mm-hmm. and you were just all in for me I was like man if my mom all in man I'm about to be all in. Yes. Shoot. You hear that, ladies? <laughs> so you get mommy's approval. You are get in mommy. there. Get mommy approved. <laughs> if my... Well, that's what I have. I wanted to know that. Y'all have been very great kids, but I guess I should just give myself credit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you did. As a mom, you the did. mom side. You did pretty good. Because I did that mom side. And I've said this before. Mommies can replace all jobs. But there is not one job that can replace mommy. So I said we could be all the nurses and the school teacher. And we can be the lunch lady and the taxi driver. We do it all. But tell me one of them that's going to be mommy. But mommy. Ain't nobody gonna be mommy but mommy. <laughs> so be prideful. Kiss on your be happy. Joyful. Kiss on your treasure. Love on her. Not just this one day, because she's like a mom every day. And that's the blessing that I get from my children. They actually do mommy me and I love it. And I'm spoiled, rotten <laughs> by the whole brood. And I love it. So this day, though, they always bring out them tears that are way in the back of my brain. They bring those from back there (laughs) because they don't do things like buy extravagant gifts or take me to wait three hours to have a 30 minute dinner somewhere. They come at me with memories to prove that they were present and I was present parenting them. And it means so much more to me than going to sit and be rushed through dinner or breakfast or whatever. And like people don't really care about you, you know, at that time. They just want to get as many people to the tables as possible. So I love that they're so creative and their dad helps them with that at times. I heard that he had did no help with them this time. So nope. They just had me a bucket full of tears. And I just appreciate and love being a mother. And I do it every day. So 
Happy Mother's Day to all of you nurturers out there that yeah. are loving and pouring into children and other people that you yeah. don't even know that they are missing a mother. Mm-hmm. You, you're doing your thing. And it's appreciated, I know. And I hope somebody's out there telling you that um, you're the best. And you're enough and you're great at what you are doing. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and mother figures. And mother's mothers and baby's mamas. Baby's <laughs> mama's mamas. Y'all. Y'all should be celebrating and dancing in them living rooms and putting your feet up. Don't cook. That's right. Make your man do it. You can cook tomorrow. Or your or your kids do it. Something. Somebody cooking for you today. You know, <laughs> even if you gotta get the Uber Eats people. Yep. <laughs> Even if you gotta call some pizza, somebody cook it for you. Somebody don't you do it. Don't do it. But y'all, we love you and we thank you for hanging out with us, talking about mamas and celebrating what it is to be a life giver. Mm-hmm. And we are gonna hang out with y'all next time. In the next time, yeah. we'll see y'all. See you. Thank you, mamas. <laughs> <laughs>